you're on the air. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. How can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is John Edward calling. I'm so humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much, and good luck. Thank you. you you're the best. All because right. that's, you are All so right. right. You're right on the tee. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, you know, it it, it feels really good. Uh, May everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Good. Good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know? <laughs> One more. One okay. Please, don't it be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh my God! I was, I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you were talking to Michael. Oh I my was God! Talking. Oh, good evening, everybody. I'm getting private messages here. That's okay, though. It is Thursday, March 29th, 2012. You're listening to Be the Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Reverend Michael. Hopefully, everyone is having a wonderful day. I hope you're all ready for a wonderful show because uh, this next guest we're having on here is phenomenal. Go ahead and we'll go ahead and find her in a queue and go ahead and bring her on here. Oh, Tell me, welcome me. to the show, Nancy Metz. Hello, Nancy. Well, hello there. Oh, you're flattering me. Hello. I <laughs> hello, everybody. 
uh, welcome uh, to the show tonight. And Michael, thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You are phenomenal. Well, <laughs> thank you. I guess if you're at it long enough, I guess your skills do sharpen. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. But... <laughs> if I so tell everyone... long enough. Huh? Yeah, so tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Uh, I live in uh, Maricopa, outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we've only been here a few months. I'm originally from Sacramento, and I moved to Tucson and now here to be closer to civilization. Anyway, that's where I am if anybody wants to know what state I'm calling from. And uh, my original beginning with this gift is uh, it goes right back to I was six years old. Uh, my father was killed by a drunk driver, and uh, we stayed uh, with my mom and some relatives. And one night, the relatives, my grandmother, and uh, I started talking to her about how Daddy was visiting us. And I don't know that I knew what that really meant because Daddy was gone all the time. He was a commercial artist for Universal Studios, and he was between Palm Springs and Las Vegas a lot. So when he's not part of the household, you just get used to that. So I started telling my grandmother, Bobby, um, who I met, have as a tribute, a poem of hers on my website, uh, that Daddy was visiting and um, I just visited him, and I used to report to her, what, and she said, oh, why don't you tell me what Daddy says? And then she would, hello, everybody, uh, she would record it on the old reel-to-reel. And you know how life goes on and you forget things. When I was in high school, uh, I realized not everybody could do what I do. Um, I was uh, always invited to slumber parties because we talked about boyfriends I just seemed to know. Uh, card games, I always won, and I didn't read minds. I don't want anybody to think I do, but I kind of knew things I probably shouldn't, and the one big time I got it, my sister, uh, PsychicSistersTalk.com, you'll see a sis- picture of my sister, Bonnie, and I. I'm the dark one, <laughs> and my sister is the blonde one. Well, in high school, she got it opportunity to have a date and to see the, um, oh, uh, the, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself here. All these years I know them. They're, they're a band that sang um, Long Coast Line in uh, Los Angeles, San Diego, the Beach Boys, there we go. And they came to Arco Arena, uh, not Arco Arena, uh, downtown auditorium. And Bonnie got in trouble. And so they said to Wayne, Wayne, take Nancy, and you'll have a date. Well, I tell you, it was the worst event in my life because I could feel all night long, I don't want her here. I want Bonnie here. <laughs> After that, I knew I was different because I shouldn't. I just suffered all night. Yeah, yes, I got to see the Beach Boys. Um, the next thing, and if uh, you want to read one of the articles, um, I was pregnant with my second child in um, in the summer of September. 72. And September, uh, my sister drove up in San Francisco, and uh, she invited me to go shopping with her at a fabric store because she was into making her own dresses at that time. And so we went to the fabric store. Next door was an ice cream parlor. And we were in, we walked in, sat down, took our order, and just as everybody took their first bite, I almost uh, stood up straight and I said to my sister, I've got to get out of here. Something's wrong. And she says, What do you think? I says, I don't know. And I got in the car. Bonnie left. I uh, picked up my daughter, and I had a little. I have a drive. I drive Volkswagen now, and I did then too. 
And in those years, you didn't strap in your children, so she was bouncing around in the back seat, and I was trying to calm her down. And she was getting real excited because she saw a big black bellow come up. And that was the story that people can look up. It's called a Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor Disaster. It was September of 72. And um, I didn't know what it was. And when I got home and told my husband what was going on, he had heard of this explosion. Didn't even know I was down there. And he got quite mad at me. And I said, what are you mad? I was down there. He says, I didn't know it. I said, I didn't know what was going to happen. But unfortunately, I remember all the people that got killed that day. I walked in. When we walked in, I looked to my right and saw a birthday party. I looked to my left at the cashier, the cute little girl and the tall boy. And then that was 72. And from that point on, I predicted my first murder in 84. Uh, talked to a gal at work, and I said, there's going to be death in your family, and it's going to be very tragic. And that night, her mother's sister hammered to death her husband. And that was the first domestic case brought to national attention, Auburn, California. You can look that one up, too. And it was the abused wife in 1984. So after that, it was all the time. When I got cancer, I, I knew I was sick, went to the doctors, and um, found out I had stage 3 breast cancer. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, big time. So that was um, November 87. And I went through all the treatments. Uh, ended on my birthday, April 30th. July 1st, I left my husband. And um, a year and a half later, after, you know, scare here and a test here and everything, Doc said, you don't have any more. You're okay. You're going to live. And in those years, it was very scary to get cancer. And I had some uncomfortable surgery. It's what it is. And um, I left him because I just didn't know who I was. I knew that we – I left – the marriage because I needed to find out what life was about. When you have that kind of scare and you've not had, uh, we married very young, 19 and 20 years old. I put no fault on my ex. It's, it takes two to make a marriage. It takes two to break it up. And we just drew apart and I realized, you know, I needed to go and it's okay. And, uh, so a year and a half after that, on my birthday again, April 30th, uh, 1990, I was driving home from work. That's when the doc told me I was going to live. And um, I said to the universe, whoever's in charge, I said, thank you for my life and my sanity. And if you wish, I will work for you the rest of my life. And so four, five days later, I found myself um, in the Spirit of Grace Church, and I witnessed psychometry. And there was eight people that night. Within a couple months, there were 50 every time I showed up. And uh, two years later, I quit. I worked full-time every night, Saturday and Sunday, doing readings, plus on Fridays going to the church. And I was with them for 15 years. While wow. working East-West Bookstore in Sacramento, I did fairs from, um, sorry, everybody, um, from um, Mount Shasta to San Diego. I went to Hawaii to do the mind-body fair. I did a lot of that kind of stuff. So I was pretty well known in California, and um, so I mean, at that, in that time frame, I was working a lot. And then I got my ministry too. Uh, February nineteenth, uh, ninety-two. Spirit people in my vote zone, and they said, um, "We we want you to get your ministry license." And I go, "Right, <laughs> I'm recovered Catholic. No one's going to get me to do that again, you know." So, and I I did. They pushed me. I felt such an urge. And a year and a half later, 
I then stopped, um, I got my ministry and left April of 92. So I have stopped, not stopped talking in this environment since 1990. And clearly I've been psychic all my life, seeing spirit people. Not as much, but as a child I did. So um, that's it, you know. And even today I had two sessions with people with um, unfortunate situations in their life with grief. And that's a lot what I get. You know, I get a lot of people talking. But anyway, put that aside. I enjoy what I do. I stretch and move. I try to uh, be perfect. I don't like to be sometimes because then we wonder what free will we have. I come from an engineering background, um, so I was a manholes and conduit expert. Then I became a draftsman, and then I became an assistant to the engineer, then became management. So my world is governed by uh, rules and regulations and precision. And because I'm a natural artist, I see spirit people very clearly. And I see some of the people in the chat room I recognize, and you probably heard me on George Lopez. Uh, show, and I'm his remote viewer, or were, uh, just before Christmas, I, I stopped with illness and other things. Uh, I'm the one that he uses as a remote viewer, and we did Spirit Box, and I would start describing the people that would walk up to him, and uh, I would say, well, the distinguishing thing about this person is, and then he would say to the spirit person, okay, uh, the guy with the black and white shirt on, uh, tell me who you are, and you could hear on the EVP to playback, it would say black and white shirt, and then he would say his name. So then it went further. We had an EVP session with two spirit boxes, one from uh, San Francisco area, and then George, who is um, uh, in Florida. So it, it went on and on, and I really enjoyed it. So I was on his show for a year. Before that, I was doing remote viewing for California Haunts, Rock Talk Radio California Haunts, where I did the same thing. So you know, once you stretch yourself and you like doing it, it never ceases to amaze me, and I find myself never wanting to take it for granted. And you, you can't take yourself for granted. You have to stretch. And I, I'm writing. Um, I have five books right now that I'm writing. I have two that have been published, uh, and those can be found everybody at my website, uh, nancymaps.net or .com, whichever goes to the same place. And my assistant, who you'll be bringing on pretty soon, Bridget, she has created a website, which I'll let her talk about. And I'm, I have five books. I've already sent letters to publishers, but I have to flesh them out. And what I'm looking for, um, a lot of people know who I am. Is it spirituality? Is it dating? i got two books on dating, two books on ghosts. Um, you know, I need to know what people really want from me, one on spirituality. So you need to say to Bridget or send her a note so I know which one you people want from me. So uh, that would be fun to get her on, and she'll give you um, the um, Nancy Media at yahoo.com. Well, let her know from your answer what I should write next. So after that, I've got, I think I'll write for the rest of my life and do sessions. I just can't think of a better retirement, <laughs> but I've never retired. So that's my life. <laughs> oh, I did marry again. Yes, I've been married eight years, and uh, both husbands named Larry. So I had Larry number two in my life. <laughs> wow. We'll definitely have to be getting uh, Bridget on the show and um, 
finding out more about her as well. Yeah, yeah. She's a lovely lady, so I can't wait to have you put her on. You want to do that first or go ahead uh, or do I talk, ask me uh, questions about what just, I do? No, we can go ahead and bring her on. i got to find her in the queue, though. I'm not sure. 920 uh, area code. Okay, let me see. 920 area code. Yep. Nope, she's not in the queue. Ooh. She must have fallen off. Uh, okay, well, I'll cover until she comes back on because okay. she was there. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Bridget is in North Carolina, uh, I believe. <laughs> I get mixed up all the time. And she's a lovely lady that I met on George Lopez's show. And... Uh, Port Orange Paranormal is his website. Anyway, um, she, I have hired her to work for me, and she is downloading um, probably 40 or 50 shows, and she'll be splitting them up and putting them on CDs of the best of. So the best of the dating, best of the grief, the best, the best of business, the best of uh, spirit communication, the best of proof of life after death. So she's going to put lots of those together, and they're going to be MP3s. And the website, um, I'll have to pull it up real quick. Uh, I did earlier, and of course I can't remember now. But anyway, uh, she'll be listing them on my, on her, uh, she'll have, I'm typing and talking at the same time. I should stop that. Uh, On, um, I think it's here. Anyway, I'm housing everybody because I'm trying to think of what that website was. She'll come back and we give it to you. Oh, it's uh, Nancy Media, M-E-D-I-A dot AngelFire dot com. There you go. And this is a website that will be offering all the MP3s. She's also going to read my second book, and it's called Help, Get Me Out of This Funk. And that's very good. It's on uh, time looping and being stuck in one thought process. And then I cover how the angels, angel guides, you have to ask for help. And then the third chapter is dedicated to the process of life and what it looks like if you created a play out of it. So she's going to read that one. I'm going to read um, Two Worlds because my book, Two Worlds, Discovering Your Psychic Skills, also has uh, drawings and photographs. And... Uh, they are dead people, people who are alive that I've never met because I'm also an artist. So I've drew, I have drawn spirit people. The one that's in there that I particularly like, and I should upload this to my website, um, I was at drawing class with the pastor of the church, uh, Spirit of Grace, Citrus Heights, California. And one day I started drawing a sleeping infant. And I went, whoa, I don't do that too often. And she says, why don't you ask to see who it belongs to? And I at that second, I saw the figure of my, da- my daughter. And uh, she has hair like a line, you know, that sticks out kind of curly and blonde. And so I saw that hair. I knew it was my daughter. So after class, I called her up. This was June 6, 1990. And I said, um, I said to my daughter, are you pregnant? And she says, no, Mom, I'm not. Well, guess what? End of August, she calls me up. She says, Mom, I'm pregnant, 45 days pregnant. So I drew a picture of him uh, June 6th, and I put that picture in the book. I also have a Polaroid picture that we had to scan and put in the book of him four hours old, and they are exact. 
for what I was drawing was a photo from a photograph of Sam before he was even conceived and born ten and a half ten and a half months after I drew the picture of him. So if you get hold of my book, you can download it from Kindle. I do offer it two ninety nine Amazon. So you can see that picture in there. But there's other drawings. How I um I created the word courting. Uh, energetically, I move my life force, so I show how that's done. So there's a lot in there in the last one or two chapters on how to develop your skills um, and uh, be inquisitive, be trusting, watch for synchronicity is the three tops. So if you can keep that in mind, then and, uh, and amazement. I'm always amazed. I can't believe I can do this. Every day it amazes me. I have my office full of spirit people all the time, and I try not to click into it because we should be able to control our life force because it's very tiring to do this. You can't do this. I used to work at fairs in California, up and down, off and down. And on my website calendar page, you can see all the fairs I used to do in California, which I promised <laughs> to go back again if I can afford all the gas. But anyway, um, anyway, I'm always amazed, but it's tiring. Because at the psychic fairs, I was one of the busiest ones. Uh, at the same time, it was very awful to think in eight hours, I would talk between 22 and 24 people. So the next day, which were mostly Sunday, so the next day I couldn't even talk. And uh, when you talk as much as I have over the years, I have kind of a scratchy, not a scratchy voice, I have a little sinus there, but it's not the clean, clear voice of my 40s. Because you just can't talk every day forever. I've done a lot of lecturing, a lot of teaching, uh, the big Evolving Times Expos were so noisy. I, I don't know if anybody recognizes that. But I used to uh, give lectures and talks, and the volume of people were just huge. And so now I don't hear so well. <laughs> I'm telling you all my problems. So I have the volume of the phone turned up and uh, drink coffee. So everybody takes a session from me. I'm sipping ho- coffee so I can continue talking. How's that, huh? <laughs> busy, busy, busy. I know how you feel about being tired because um, on Thursday nights, tonight, um, I do messages in spirit at our church because we have a church now. And uh-huh. we finally opened up the beginning of the year. And um, so we're you know we're gradually building more and more people coming in. And we had, I think, 15 people there tonight um, to get messages from spirit. So some of them are, you know, some um, uplifting from, uh, you know, their spirit guides and all. That's great. A message and, circle. The spirit yep. of the church has that. Uh-huh. And so um, I was there for about two hours and then 15 little mini-reads. So it's like I know how definitely how tiring I can get. <laughs> yes. In a church environment, I really enjoy it because it's tiring, but you don't have the pressure. Uh, no. Chapel of the Pines, Auburn, California. I, I worked there a few times uh, through the 1990 to 93. And then the Spirit of Grace, which is also a spiritual church, uh, in Citrus Heights for 15 years. Yet I was ordained out of a spiritual church in um, Sedona, Arizona, believe it or not, when it was just a cow patty <laughs> in 92. And that was a church of living God, uh, Sedona, Arizona. So I I love doing the message search circles. Um, sometimes you wonder if you read the right person because the messages can be very similar. And yes. you, you want to be original and you want the message to be different so that you can... You know, now everybody thinks they're just copying. So that's the hardest thing is that the messages sometimes are very, very similar. 
Yeah, and I love it, though. It's in uh, Newport Ritchie, Florida. What? I didn't hear the town? Uh, Newport Ritchie. Oh, I have people there. I'll tell. Uh, I'll get in touch with you later. And let, oh, wait a minute. Um, I'll tell them about your church. Yes, it's interesting too. When we get um, when we get new people, uh, you know, they're very curious. The younger people who've never been to, you know, a metaphysical church before, and they get a reading, and all of a sudden, when you hit something right on the nose for them, they're like, "Wow, how did you know that?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a motivator to keep me going. Uh, yep. People have a lot of stress and duress in their life right now, and I'm I'm so sympathetic. I've been affected by the recession just like everybody else, and uh, some of the stories I hear, um, some of the things I have to hear are really, really sad, and sometimes there's not, not a good fix. Uh, do I bring spirit people in at a time? Yes, yeah, someone steps up to me and says, I want to talk, and I see them, of course. But the message will be the same. I'm here. I'm holding your hand. You're going to live through this. You're going to get through it. I've had some pretty hard things happen to me, some some serious things. And only by living my life and looking back have I seen the reward of it. And cancer was the biggest of all of them, yet I look back and realize that was the motivator absolutely for me to change from a marriage that maybe worked originally, but when you drift apart, it didn't. So I just went on and I discovered this. And uh, didn't discover this. I was identified with a psychic, and my gosh, in those years, 90, I was so insulted because the only psychic I knew were the ones you could find in the circus. You know, the Shaws was, oh my God, you're yeah. an engineering supervisor, and they want to call me a psychic. And I call myself a direct intuitive, and people say, what is that? <laughs> and I say, well, okay, I'll go back to psychic because that's and a medium. Because that's what I am, and yes. uh, it never gets boring. Hmm? Yeah, definitely uh, never gets boring at all, and uh, and that's what I do. I tell everyone, it's like yeah, I'm a psychic medium. You know, we have it in big bold letters out in the front. Uh, you know, on the sign, this is metaphysical. And uh, you know, lots of people coming in. Like I said, we've only been open since about the middle of January, mm-hmm. and uh, word of mouth is traveling quickly. I'm I'm so pleased. Uh, there's not a lot of spirituals church. I think in all of Phoenix, there's one, maybe two. But I live in Maricopa, which is outside of Phoenix. It's a, oh, it's maybe a 40-minute drive from the Phoenix main thoroughfare. So for me to get clear on the side of Phoenix would take almost two hours. So, you know, there's a limit to how much energy just driving across to a spiritualist church. Uh, I don't think... I see the chat room. I just sat up, by the way, everybody. Um, I'm not really looking at it, so make sure you don't private box message me. I appreciate it because I can't do both. And then the other thing is, is once in a while I will look, and I love this idea. I need a comedy book on dating. I am going to have some fun stuff in there. Um, one is called um, Surviving Dating Disasters, and the other one is called, Oh, You're Dating Again? With a big question mark. And that's going to be geared toward 40- and 50-year-old people. And that will cool. be some fun stuff in there. Huh? So that's cool. That'll be a nice book. <laughs> I, have, I have had every kind of situation come to me thousands of times. If I don't write a book on all this, it's a shame to let all that knowledge go. As well as uh, Karen Rothstein, a hypnotherapist in Roseville, California, uh, I met up with her. She had, was counseling a client. I couldn't quite help Susie, 
and uh, she just called me up, Susie's this, Susie's that. And I said right off to her, I said, that's because you have a girl spirit around 12 or 13 years old hugging her, clinging to her, looking for her mama. And Susie looks like her mom. And uh, so what happened was I then found out, she then said to me, Susie works in downtown Sacramento, and she works at a used furniture store. And in downtown Sacramento, there was homes built in the 1860s. So a lot of times people bring things in when the family starts dying. And this furniture, almost a whole household came in, plus this little girl's furniture. And so on my website, blog talk, I mean, www.nancymaps.com, there is a blog talk radio indicator of the show with Susie. And that whole story is played out there where <clears throat> when... I told Karen, and this is on the show recorded there, uh, what I got, she went back and put Susie under a deep hypnosis. And she says, I don't want to talk to Susie. If there's anybody else here, I'll talk to them. And guess what? A little girl came out, and she had died in the bedroom by herself. Her mother was gone, left the room, and she died by herself. And so she was still looking for mama. Oh. And uh, it was really amazing. I love it. I love it. Uh, the other thing that happened was really interesting. I am going to have a book out on reincarnation, particularly with children. I know there's scads of books out there on it. So if you want to listen to the show with not my first episode, because I have uh, reincarnation things going back um, 90, you know, right up to the first day. And a woman called Amy called me, and she'd been referred by Lisa Kidder out of Scottsdale. And she said to me, uh, my son has never slept the night. He's two and a half years old. He screams all the time. And I told her, I said, that's because he's reliving a past life. Oh, is that why he's drawing all these pictures all the time of race cars? And it went on and on. And when I started describing the person he was, and I described that he had left a woman with a child, and it came out, the boy had said, um, I left my, my, you know, a two-and-a-half-year-old, what are they going to say, how are they going to say it? But it was lined up with what he said, and by golly, they found this guy in her family. He had died on a racetrack in New Jersey, because I said he died in a car accident, and um, felt like on the East Coast. So he lived in Virginia, so it was close. So anyway, come to find out, he did die in a car accident, uh, but um, but a straightaway, not a, car, not a racetrack, and he same scenario, he left a woman with a child. So just amazing. Um, just amazing. Listen to me, everybody. Amazing. Do you hear me? <laughs> I can't I can't hardly believe it. And and these stories, these people come to me with these amazing stories, seeing spirits and having visitations from family members. And I get a call probably, I would say not every day, but two or three days, or an email saying, by uh, Nancy, I've heard you on the show. I've heard you here or there or something, and I'm so psychic and I don't know what to do about it. You know, if I were to have a million dollar, by the way, everybody, buy a lot of tickets, $550 million now. If I could win the money, I would just answer all the questions and read all the time just for the knowledge and write my books. But unfortunately, I have to make a living. And the best way, if you want to take classes from me, fine. But you can get on and just um, find a spiritualist church. If you're in Florida, I know one in Fort Ritchie. <laughs> so you want to go to a spiritual church, you want to go to a place you trust where you learn to meditate, to relax, receive, 
and give back. And uh, learn, like I said earlier, if you uh, want to be a psychic or develop your skills, be just in awe and be very calm about it and um, just allow it. Just allow it to come to you. Okay, huh? Yes. Some <laughs> of this stuff. I get wound up. I had one show I was on not too long ago, and she says, geez, I didn't have to say anything. You just talked for the entire two hours. And I could do it. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. It is easy to do. Yet when I was doing my show, I started in, uh, January 8th, uh, 08, and um, week after week, it does get tiring. And I unfortunately have my clients mostly want me at night. So when it started really the conflict a lot, a lot after the first year, I just had to uh, rest, uh, not do sh- two or three shows a week with uh, George Lopez. So it was difficult, but you have to make those decisions. Um, I had a lady come to me, talk to me, and she wanted to do the psychic work, and this is a, and she was very bad, so she didn't know how she was ever going to talk to anybody. So it wasn't a matter of teaching her how to be psychic. It was a matter of, yes, um, you can talk to somebody because when you become so impassionate, you can't stand it. When I worked for Telephone Company, I was Miss Pris, every hair in place, office supervisor, you know, engineering. And have you ever known an engineering person that was a talker? Never. We never talked. No. It was always quiet in engineering. <laughs> like, I got into this, and I was just dumbstruck. Is this for real? And I got to a place that People say to me now, are you a walk-in? Are you the same person? You are not the same person in there. And I said, yes, I am. I can remember 99% of my childhood all the way down to my first experience of walking. So I know I'm not a walk-in, but the transformation, the higher spirit, higher um, inside person, I call it, higher self, whatever you want to call it, finally said, gosh, she finally figured out what's going on here. She finally, We finally got her where she belongs. And... Um, and all this and the lectures and the, everything I've done has led up to my doing this forever. Um, in my 60s, I don't want to admit how far into the 60s, but I don't think I'll quit until 75 or 80. But I would like to be able to write for the rest of my life. And those of you who are listening, if you come from George Lopez or from my uh, show, Psychic Nancy Matz or um, Psychic Sisters Talk, if you've heard me before and you have an idea what you'd like me to write on, Email uh, Bridget, and the email there is nancymedia at yahoo.com. And she is lovely. Uh, she'll answer you. I don't know if we're going to do a, a, a book, free book for anybody in the room. I don't know. Um, if she comes on, fine. If not, fine, because I can't handle emails. Um, I just get too many. So it, it depends if she gets on tonight. She did have a... Um, there is a, a situation in the family, and uh, it's not my right to tell, but yeah. there was um, an illness, and so I don't know if she's dealing with that. So if she comes back, I love it. If not, then uh, let me just share with you, she's actually fabulous, and she's the one to put together the website, nancymedia.angelfire.com, and there where you can see that we're starting out, Okay. Okay. Well, you want to go ahead and take some calls? Absolutely. Okay. Hi, Sam. You're on the air. Um, hi. Hi. Oh, a lady Sam. My grandson is Sam. I was going to say, hi, guys. <laughs> Sam, where are you? What, uh, 
what state are you from? Um, I'm living in California, but I'm actually from the Bahamas. Well, you live in California. That's good. And good for you for being from the Bahamas. Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's sad. Most of the time people come here would love to be able to go there. So young. Well, all right, madame, what can I do for you tonight? Uh, I have a question in regards to my work. Um, I'm here on a work visa, and I love the company that I work for. It was a huge miracle to get to come here post-9-11 with a visa and everything. Um, but there's some people there now that are being problematic for me and causing problems and telling lies, and they kind of ruined my relationship with my boss. We still get, we were really close before, but I feel like there are trust issues now. So I'm wondering if you can give me insight into if that relationship will be mended, if my yeah, work will become... Um, this, yeah. this man boss of yours, is he dark-haired? Like a dirty... Brown, almost brown, blonde. dark hair, brown. This man is is more sensitive and curious. He acts like he's Mr. Tough Guy, but he isn't. And you need to write him a note or email, however it does, and say, I'm being set up. This wasn't my issue. I want to continue working here. And right. I feel like he'll listen to you. I'm being real fair. You know, I can't read everything because I, I want to be honest with that. My first deal is, even though people are causing you trouble, one of the three people is a troublemaker. <laughs> The older I get, the more salty my vocabulary has come. And there's one that is a stir. The other two are kind of followers. And the boss knows this already. So mm-hmm. even though, see, the thing is that he not necessarily could prove it. But my feeling is you're a very strong personality. You're very strong at what you do. And you're very determined. And in some ways, you're losing your power over this. It's like people step aside for you. You should go back to that. Don't lose your person. And you know what I tell people when something like this happens? I'm being silly, but think of it in your own way. Put on the gosh darn brightest red lipstick, put the high heels on, and stand up with a jacket on and say, don't you guys mess with me. And then that's all. <laughs> I like that. I like it, too. Let me tell you how many women have done that. It's worked. But you have to be a little different than you do. You have to come in with your per- your power. You've lost it, Mike. I want to see you cringing just a little bit, and you're fearful really only one of the three that's the, and I think you know which one she is, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the other two are followers. One is one who you might, I think there's three. One of them doesn't even want to go this far. We've gone far enough, you know. So you need to approach it that way, okay? Okay. Great. You may have an opportunity. Do they Are they in another state? Um, no. Well, their offices are all over, but I work mostly here, yeah. Well, you you will work there. It feels like a while, okay? And yeah. then I see that there's a good possibility they may offer you, whether you're taking that, like Texas or something. So you need to find out where that is, or it's going to be part of their company in the future, okay? Oh, great. Awesome. I feel like cool. Or, <laughs> you know, only God knows everything, everybody. I just do what I do, all right? All right, Thank Sam. You so nice much. talking to you, lady. Thank lady. you. Okay. Show some nice energies. <laughs> Let's go oh, ahead and bring. There's Phil in the chat room. Hello, dear. <laughs> Be the light now. Hello. Yes, that's me. And then the co-host is um, is Rich. He's uh, my uh, co-host tonight. 
I usually have two co-hosts, so they switch off. Yeah. Um, I've seen your this one. Uh, okay, so anyway. All right, who's next? Let's bring on Shakia. Hi, how's everybody? Doing great well, there, how are you? Great name. Oh, thank and you, it's Shaquita. The Queen Q U. Okay. Yeah. I know one other. Um, I can't say it very well. I've known one other with that name, so it's uh, kind of a, a very um, has music in it. Um, anyway, what state are you living in? I'm actually in California as well. I'm in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, great. All right, okay. my dear. What can I do for you? Well, um, I've been going through a series of tests lately I would agree with and I'm in the process of um, launching my business in a few weeks. There's a lot of drama on my job as well as with my living situation and I just want to know, you know, if things will shift positively for me soon. Yeah, within two, I would say two weeks to two months I do see. Let me ask you, I apologize for not hearing exactly what you said. Did you tell me you're closing your shop or did you tell me or you're quitting the job. I couldn't quite hear what you said. No, I said that um, in a few weeks I'm going to be launching my business okay. um, that I've been working on, and I, I'm having a lot of drama on my current job. Oh, see, the current job is what I was looking at. So the current job, are you leaving that? You said am I leaving that? Yeah. I, I do want to. I, I okay. definitely want to. Uh, I'm not going to say it's it's before six months that you'll make a decision. Whether it's four, five, or six months, I do see you make a decision. Uh, please don't give me your company name unless you really want to. I feel like your computer or whatever the second business is is really going to do well. Is it going to be computer-based? Yes, it's an online uh, magazine and boutique. Your, the boutique is way fun. Go go bling, my dear. You're going to love it, and I can hear you laughing. And, you know, it's funny. I see you mailing out stuff, and it's like funky shoes or something. And then I see stripes, leopard or something, and you're just laughing, thinking, I can't believe this song. So you've got it. <laughs> you, you know, you're going to be the queen of packing, bandaging up something, and then taking it to the post office. It's going to be way fun for you. Um, I don't yeah. know if it's an attic room or not, but do you have a bonus room you're working out of? Um, actually, I just um, rented my office space. Um, it's an office house, not out of your house. Well, like a big no. space, I thought like a bonus room or an attic, big attic, so it's really fun. It's very no, fun. Yes, be, sure it's that you put, be sure you put I'm a YouTube up and put a MP, uh, I guess it's a YouTube kind of thing, on the front of your website. And you want to scroll around your shop, make it real gaudy looking. And what you want to do is show the magazine. You know, put a, a scroll and you talking with your garments because people love that familiar touch. In fact, I know yes. everybody saying, well, Nancy didn't do it. Well, I will do it. And I look just like yeah. the picture on my front page of my website. Here's a little longer. I'm going to trim it up. So in essence, you got me anyway. But um if you have something that shows you talking about your shop and how great your business is. Now, in your mind, it looks like a jigsaw puzzle to me. You have more irons, more thoughts of creating more irons in the fire. So yeah. when the second job thought comes in, then you may even expand a little bit. Have you already thought of that? 
Yes, I have about five or six, honestly. I know, but when uh, you're wearing me out, you might, like you heard me earlier, all things I'm doing, wear you out. You will have two, or you're actually going to have two first, and then I see a third. I don't know if it's children's clothes. Were you wanting to do children's clothes? Yes, ma'am, I do. That's the third one. And I think you're going to do real well. I'm actually going to pick up then a um, legal aid kind of a program. Have you thought of that one, too? Yes, actually, I'm, I'm oh free law. If I can get it, and you are going to do it. Okay. Awesome. Do you have All an right, idea of when things... I'm sorry, do, you, can, do you have... Oh, I'm sorry. To go. we got to be fair to everybody, sweet. If you want more of me, everybody, you know where I can... You can find me at nancymaps.net. All right, woman, good luck to you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, let's go ahead and bring Dawn on. Hello, Dawn. Oh. <clears throat> Hello, Hi. Hello, Dawn. How are doing? Hi. What state um, are you living in? Um, I'm in New York. New York. Yes. <clears throat> um, I just wanted to know, um, I was supposed to go out on a date with a man um, maybe a week ago week or two ago and um we were texting and flirting and then i just didn't hear from him so i wanted to know like what's going on did you meet him him online yes i did i did okay he has another lady i want you to drop this son of a gun like a potato okay that's what my mom said would you please do that this guy is so full of himself. He's just trying to get as many ladies as he can. He's just so full of himself. I don't even want you to answer the phone anymore. The text. Oh, you okay. to take him off your phone. Promise? Yes, promise. You don't have to tell Don't waste your time. Okay, okay. Thank Pretty blunt you. there, but you're going to heal over it. You're going to need a light here, man, coming up. It's a lot better. All right, woman. Oh, yeah. Take care. Okay. Thank ah. you. You already know him, huh? I do. I do. Oh, Okay. And he's going to be nice. He'll treat you better. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. You're all right, sweetie. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, she'll definitely be a lot happier with this other person coming in. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. How about one more? Yes. Hi, Patty. You're on the air. Um, Hello. Hi, Nancy. Hello, dear. What state are you calling from? I'm calling from Ohio. Oh, right. All right, my dear. What can I do for you? Um, well, I'd like to see if there are any messages from spirit for me. Yeah, you have a man in spirit. He's a grandfather figure. He's not very tall, five eight, possibly medium build. He had a slim neck, so he probably never really died. He looks like he's in his 70s at this point. Uh, he could have been 80s, but looked 70s to me. He never was a heavy man. Do you recognize him? Well, <laughs> I have contact with my grandfather almost every day. He's shown himself to me, and, and uh, he's very loud. He makes noises. <laughs> He'll knock. That's his he thing. Again. So, I know. <laughs> so I'm giving you confirmation, and uh, he's dumbfounded at the moment that I got him. So it's kind of like, what was his first name? Do you remember? <laughs> Kenneth. Ken? Kenneth? Uh He's dumbfounded right at the moment. He doesn't know what to say. All right, say something then. Um, no, I'm not getting much, but I'm giving. Well, the I'd like to know he, why he's around all the time. It's almost he wants to I be mean, acknowledged. He, evidently, he was sweet on you. 
uh, or what I would say he thought highly, something of you. He's trying to amuse you. He's trying to get you to know him. Okay. How well did you know him? Well, he died before I was born, actually, so I never really got oh, to know him. God. It's almost like I know him now, though. <laughs> okay, let me tell you a story, everybody. You're going to like this. In the uh, mid-'90s, uh, 97, I was living in Citrus Heights, California, and had this lady come in for a session, and this is particular for you, too. And <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we were talking, and then she said, do you believe in um, spirit, spirit life and everything? This is all business. Yeah. And I says, well, Yeah. <laughs> She says, I want to tell you something. She says, I was sitting in this house with my nine-year-old child, and he started crying. And I said to him, what is going on? And he said, and this is one of my books somewhere. I don't know if I put it in the two worlds or not. Anyway, he started crying. He says, I just miss Grandma so much. And she thought it was the other Grandma who just recently passed away. And he started describing her, and it's the grandmother that died 10 years before he was born. Wow. (laughs) And he started talking about how they used to talk and hold hands and walk everywhere. Yes, Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, maybe we have that. (laughs) It's more than neat. i got so many stories on a bit labeled the queen of stories because these things stay in my mind because I can't believe it. Anyway, just come find out the boy was talking about how much he missed her. And so the conclusion was is that family will oftentimes take care of the children yet to be born. Hmm. And okay. I don't think there's a mistake. That's why this man is part of your life. He wants you to recognize him. Yeah, okay. Well, I definitely do. I, I definitely, you know, and it's kind of nice to have a relationship with him now. Although he wants you to sit, he's very I don't know what he drank, but he wants you to sit down at the table and have a drink. I don't know if it's coffee he cherished or tea or something. He says, I just want to relax with you. Just sit down and relax and talk oh, to okay. me gently. Okay. I think trying to impart some information or, you know, I can just do what I do. I can't get every detail, but it feels like he wants you. I thought at first it was a cup of coffee. That's another story, but it's like he wants to sit down at the table. He just wants to relax and sit there with you. He says that you're beautiful. He loves your eyes. Aww. Do you look like him? Um, I don't know. Maybe a little. <laughs> I bet you got his eyes. So you need to sit down and relax with him, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay. There it goes. Switchboard's been acting strange lately. Oh, boy. Yes, uh, I go. <laughs> Block Talk Radio, when I started January of 08, I lived in the middle of Sierra, the desert by Tombstone, Arizona. And, uh, boy, it was clear. By the time I left there, three years there, went back to Tucson, I couldn't get anybody. <laughs> Block Talk Radio would crash all the time. So it had something to do with uh, the storms on the East Coast, had something to do with how many other shows are going on. It was It was pretty crazy for a while. Yeah, and they still have their issues every once in a while. Yeah, sure. So do they have any upcoming events uh, that you want to talk about? Um, let me think here. I will be going to California. I know I have some California clients. Karen Rossing and I, I want to share that in case she, I don't know if she's in the room. I did send her a note. Uh, the hypnotherapist. When we um, discovered that I was able to do this remote viewing of spirit, attachments 
I've done about 30 of them that I've drawn pictures for. And when I described, um, this one came to her with this pain in her body, and I saw two sleeping infants in her torso. And I told the woman, Karen, I said, I think she's lost two children, and she's not let go of them. And so they have stayed with her. And when she talked to the woman, and just to get background information, uh, she was a larger lady, um, and that's not here or there, but uh, the grief brought on the eating, so she was talking to Karen about weight loss therapy, and Karen asked her a very casual question, have you had children in this lifetime? And she just said, I've lost two uh, pregnancies, and that caused the grief in her life. So Karen Rothstein is going to write a book. Um, I can't remember the title of it right at the moment. Um, and it's going to be on a therapist's view of spirit attachment. I'm going to write the same book, but from the psychic's view. And of all of them, I've collected 15 of them that are extraordinary. Extraordinary. I just, are you kidding? One lady called. We had to help her. And she had um, the oddest feelings of rumbling in her stomach. And she laid down, and all the skin would be crawling. It was just like she had a snake in there. Well, she had two kitties in her belly, and they were crawling around with her and trying to get comfortable. And come to find out, she had had some cats. So we, and I don't know if they had lost it, but these spirit cats were finding her so comfy, they were attaching themselves to her in her torso. I mean, oh, wow. Make up stuff. One of them, one of them I saw, you know what a starfish looks like. Yes. Well, envision a starfish feet across with weight arms, and it was attached to this man's spine. Isn't that amazing? You come in and you had uh, back pain. I said, no, no kidding, he's got back pain. He's got this big alien on the back. <laughs> and she and I went, oh, no, what do we do? I said, I, think he, I don't think he's going to embrace that very well because Karen is very diplomatic. She's very good at what she is. She's had tons of pain. And she knows she has to approach the client like she did with Susie with this child. And she says, um, do you belong to a religious group? Uh, uh, no, I don't. Do, do. And if she gets all this negative, you remember, she's just trying to figure out how to do a hypnosis se- session that would benefit the client. So you have to take some information. When you come in for a session, I don't get a lot of information, but i got to know who's in your life because someone say, well, I want to talk about David. Is that your child? Is that your ex-husband? Is that someone you're dating? You have to know something. So I draw those stick maps so I know where everybody is. Well, Karen does a stick map, a stick map, with all the things pertinent in your life, including your church environment, believe it or not, if you lost children or not, because psychologically those can all cripple us or they can all hinder us or they can stop us from growing. And unfortunately at times, um, and this is a topic for another show, Michael, if you want me to take off on it. There's so many ways to get spirit attachment. The first book I read was in the mid-'90s, uh, Edith Flory, The Unquiet Dead. And uh, this woman contributed about 90% of our woes to temporarily or permanent hitchhikers. What deal? I didn't believe it at all. Now I do. So my book, <clears throat> my book is called... Um, the Trouble with Ghost-Hitchhikers. And the other book is called um, Are You Living with a Ghost or Spirit? And I just renamed it, so I, 
We're going to have you go to that website, ghostgoblinsspirits.com, and you can see um, all the books I'm going to have on that. There's two there. And then one will be called, one website is called spiritattachments with an S dot com. And Karen's is spiritattachment one, just singular dot com. And that will talk about our two separate books. And the other one is um, dating relationships psychic dot com. All these web, most of these websites have the chapters um, that will be in the book. So I have two dating that I told you. One's for the the newly divorced 40- and 50-year-olds, and then the second one will be called Dating Disasters. And let me tell you, I'm going to be able to talk a lot about disasters. Like the little girl here, I, how did I know it was online? And how did I know or figure out that this man had a woman next to him when she says, the little girl says, my mom thought that, well, oh, <laughs> mother psychic, you know. And uh, there's a lot of disasters, and we have to heal from because we all take it too personal. And it's life. God created the word dating for a reason. Unfortunately, we take it too seriously. And uh, that's that. Okay, huh? <laughs> oh. So, do you have any other people in the in the mark and the in the queue there? Yes, Mike. Actually, I pulled up. Yeah, I was pulling up that other website. It's Ghosts, Goblins, Spirits. Correct. Correct. Okay. Because I was trying ghost, goblins, and spirits, and it's like, so it's ghosts with an S, then goblins with an S, then spirits with an S. Yes. Uh, this way everybody can check that website then. This one, uh, I just had to chat room too. When I created the the link, the website, I talk about ghosts all the time. I talk about spirit. But when you say ghostspirits.com, it didn't flow. And then I had a man take me out to dinner to Valley, and I was sitting there, you know, dating, right? So you're trying to look real cool and be really, you know. And I believe me, everybody, you talk about dating disasters. You know, I'm the one that ran away, but I had a lot of men run for me when they found out what kind of work I do. <laughs> anyway, this guy, I he took me all the way up there. I lived in Sacramento. It was a lovely drive, guys, there. And I'm sitting with, we were sitting next to the wall with the window. <clears throat> i got to get some coffee here in a minute. Hold on, everybody. Uh, anyway, I look out the window <laughs> to my amazement with a little tiny, uh, whatever it was, uh, a goblin. Oh, you know, I don't know the name for it, but he was, um, he was not a dwarf or a midget. Anybody's listening, please don't get that wrong. I have a lot of clientele, all different. This was different looking. And he was see-through. It was amazing. And the other experience, I was uh, giving uh, readings at the Chapel of Pines in Auburn, California. And it was a circle around. And this woman was uh, newly out of college. She was older. And she was uh, a flaming redhead. And her hair was very curly. And she had white skin. So I don't know if that's... Irish or English, but she was very cute. She was a bigger girl, like five nine, and um, just charming. And she and she sat there and she was kind of wiggling, and she was giggling. And I says, "As young and beautiful as you are, you probably have a question for me on dating." And she said, "Yes." 
And when she said yes, and her next word is, I'm dating three men. I said, you know, women, we have trouble dating one. And this young, beautiful redhead uh, is dating three. And the minute she said that, you know, why would I make anything up, you guys? I got so many stories. This is real. And that's why I put goblins because I don't have any other term for it. She had a fluorescent glittery, not glittery like stardust, but, you know, nowadays the girls can buy something and they rub it on their shoulder and it kind of glitters, that look. And it was a a strange shape, but it was a, a, a human figure, and it was very stretched out. And it was wrapped around, not a spare attachment, this was an elf. And um, I come fairy folk, spirit folk. Um, I think that the universe, that, that Mother Earth creates them spontaneously. When I step into them, they what I'm describing on this girl, they don't have a lot of thought process. They just enjoy the emotion. So anyway, if you can envision one wrapped around her like a big snake, her limbs, everything just wrapped around so there was no bones feeling. And she wrapped her uh, arms and put her head on her shoulder and had her arms, one around her neck and one around the back of her side. And she was just, just I don't know if she was attractive. It doesn't matter. but Or semi-human looking. All I could see was a form. And she was kind of like a frosted, pink, blue, gold color. It was just amazing. I just I couldn't take my eyes off of this creature wrapped around this girl who was in love with three men. And I just pondered over that forever. And the second time after that was a lady I met in Carmichael who, spirit, who painted spirit drawings. That she'd go in back there and just paint the landscape. And when she got done, spirit folk would show up in the bushes, under the grass, and she says, I don't even know what I'm painting until I'm done. And then when I had the date where the guy took me all the way to Placid, uh, Grass Valley, rather, um, I don't know why the man was looking at me, but spirit people say to me that I, my energy around my whole body is really big. And I look different to them, and I disrupt their space. So even in the window, I suspect this guy looked at me and went, where, where is she? Look at this. What's all that around her? Is she one of us or... Uh, and when I got into this um, in 90, I had a mentor come in my life, and he wanted to try this and that. And one night he says, have you heard the word rescue before? I go, no, I have no idea what that is. So we ha- I have volumes of rescues. One of the most interesting, two of them I'll share with you, took me to San Francisco to meet somebody, and it's been a long time, I don't remember who. And on the way over there, a man in a canoe showed up in our boat. I mean, a car, a man in a canoe showed up in the car, and he was floating in and out of the car in a circle. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. And, of course, that story's going to be told. The other one that was really, there was two minutes. I, tell me, Michael, you tell me to stop talking. I'll just keep telling stories here. Uh, there was a man that uh, showed up, and he says, I'm, I'm stuck in here. Help me. And he told my mentor um, where he was, what city, and this is all going to be written up. And uh, it appeared he was a doctor, and he worked in a sale asylum. And in the basement were the crazy people that no one knew what to do with. And he went down there, and I see, you know, you can tell a living spirit person versus a silhouette. So he was in the basement. It was a, a gated basement. Uh, there were people sitting around on the dirt. There weren't even upstairs in the rooms. And, and and I really don't know why they were there, but he tended to them. And uh, he said he died of a fever. He thinks he hurt his hand getting in the gate. 
Well, my mentor looked it up, and there's a same asylum, or there was, in 1850s off the North Fork, Virginia area. So we actually found that place, and that's when I realized I wasn't crazy, that this is possibly very, very real. So I always thought that was um, one of the turning points. The other one was uh, two young men uh, live in the Florida Everglades, and uh, they came to me. Uh, the boy was yelling for his brother, and he was in the boat. And and he's, can you help me? I'm thinking, how in the world did he find me? And how does he know he's talking to me? How did, I don't know how this works. So someone said to me, you look like a lighthouse. And they, they're in the dark, and they're looking for something that get help. No, that made sense to me. I'm not going to argue with that one. And I said, well, what's wrong? He says, I can't find my brother. And I says, well, how long has it been missing? He says, well, we were uh, fishing for alligators. And he showed me how they got alligators. And uh, he was the one that put the lasso around the mouth. They just come up just like you do now with the pole and the rope. And then his brother would reach over and grab the tail. You pull the crock in by the face, the head. And all he had to do, well, the crock thought that wasn't the right thing to do, so he knocked his brother off the, off the rig. It was a big hollowed-out tree. And he fell over into the crocodiles. So the brother instantly, inst- instinctively dove in after the brother. And um, that's what he showed me. That was his death. And I said, do you know how long you've been looking for your brother? He said, only a few seconds. I said, do you know what year it is? And he didn't know. I said, um, uh, I think I asked uh, Governor, it's something, I asked something to get the year. And it was around 1850. And so in Everglades, they did crocodile hunting. That's how these young men made their living. And uh, that was... Um, I gave more detail on how to capture these crocodiles, so we did some research. My mentor uh, found out that the way they were doing it was how they did it in the 18, 1800s. Oh, wow. Uh, in the 1900s, they just shoot them with a gun. <laughs> yeah. And those days, they didn't. <laughs> and these were very poor-looking young, you know, teenagers, like teens. They're very, clearly, they had rags on. So in those years, life was hard. And uh, they would do something dangerous to make the best money, and unfortunately, both are killed. I, I can only appreciate how awful it must have been for the family. And when I made this man realize that he hasn't, he's been looking incorrectly, I said, you're in the dark. You've been there all day and night. I want to tell you it's been over 100 years, and he couldn't believe it. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but it's all in tape. Um, I had it written up, and so it's all going to be in a book. And uh, it's uh, rescues, how to receive, how to help, and how to send off. So, oh, wow. So, so many of them, you know. And the last one I'll share with you, I only have 10 to 15. Uh, there's another one that's going to be called Travels of Diana. And she was very ill, and she lived in the Bay Area. And through the big chemotherapy, all the things she had to go through, it changed her. And she found herself in the hospital one day, and she flowed out of her body. And so she went, wow, look at this, you know, and made nothing of it. Well, it started at night, and the first night it happened when she was consciously aware. She got, she woke up, and she stood up, and she was amazed how the joke on her that her husband would rearrange um, the furniture in the bedroom. And she thought, well, that's crazy. What, what's that about? 
And so she went into the front room, and everything was rearranged. She went upstairs, and the boys were in the bunk beds on a different wall, and she bent over to kiss the youngest one and went right to him. So I had audio tape, cassette tapes, four hours of her telling me stories. So I'm going to write about Diana and all her travels. It's really nice. a fascinating, fascinating, yeah. Wouldn't well, it be great if it... Go ahead. We'll go ahead and take a couple more calls, and then we'll find out more about your stories. Yeah. Gigi, uh, you're on the air. Hi, hello. I didn't hear the name. It's, it's Gigi. Close your all. They must have uh, named you after that movie. Um, I see <laughs> in the room, where can I buy her books? Uh, they're both on Amazon. So if you go to nancymaps.net.com, and right on the right side, across my picture of my two books, just pick those, hit those links, and they're on Kindle. I'm selling, I'm selling Kindle in Europe. You know the Kindle books? Uh, they're not only my books in England. It's just crazy. Okay, Gigi. Well, they're more, they're more advanced first? than we are. Kidding? <laughs> I love it. Well, Gigi, what state are you in? Well, I'm in North Carolina. Carolina. All right, yeah. young lady. What can I do for you? Well, there's been a lot, lot going on at work, and it's very stressful. And um, I haven't been back in a couple of weeks because there's just some things going on. And I was wondering, um, how do you see everything with work panning out for me? Do you see? I do see you going back. I do see you going back. Was there not your boss? Was there another troublemaker causing you grief? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's some discrimination going in there. And I always try to like to not. Well, I feel like, like well, someone would be point. gone. You're either going to be put in a different group, or that person's called you the grief will be gone. Did you uh, file EEO? Well, yes, I did EEOC. I did. I did. Now remember, I, it I, could I, take I up to like a year. But yeah, I, I had this going on for a while. Gigi, let me talk, sweetie. Huh? Um, I feel like you're being involved with this for about a year or less, a little less than a year. I do feel like you're going to file some papers. How it's worked out, I don't know. I feel like you'll have a chance to go to a different group. You may start out in the group you've been in. I do feel like someone is in trouble. That person may be gone. But I can't tell the time frames. Okay? Okay. They stick that... to your guns. You are in the right. Whoever is doing this to you is just a knothead. Thank you. Sorry, let me see your motion over that been going on for a while and I wanted to not, you know, I didn't want to fight. I didn't want to have to go through these routes, but I'm even thinking of following, like, lost because there's been some, like, defamation of character and just, just slander lately. What do you think about that? Should I even... I think you ought to go for this. Yeah. The only trouble is I'm in the position to encourage you to stand up and defend yourself, but yeah. I cannot tell you to spend money on an attorney. You have to make those decisions yourself. I do see you doing something and filing something because it may take a, a, up to a year to get it done. So I always said that. You can go back and re-listen to this, everybody. I mean, your own little section. But I know it's really hard, but you need this job. There's not a lot of good jobs out there. You may get moved to another group and I have to look at this person or that person will be gone. All right, dear, I'm sorry you're going through it. Well, thank you so much for telling me that because I was worried about my job. Will you see that happening soon, right? Me going back soon? Well, I felt within a month. So I don't know if it's two weeks from now or you have another month there. You could go for three months while they work it out. 
Um, I clearly, this is, um, oh, what they call it, not hazardous, when they call it, um, I'm tired, you guys, I've talked all day again. Um, it's a very hostile environment, mm-hmm. and if you go back and you break down, you need to get your doctor to see what's going on, but your medical people will, there will do it too, and they're on their side, so you want to paper to death everything that's going on, protect yourself. I feel like you're going to fight it. I feel like you're going to win. You may not win a lot of money, but you get your way and you get to stay at the company. Okay? Okay. Thank you so, so much. Oh, I really appreciate that. Yep. Thank you very much. Good night, dear. Thank you. Good night, you guys. Good night. Yeah, good luck. We have a little... Go to, uh, yeah, a yeah, little, little technical trying to go ahead and get uh, the next caller to come up. Hello, Lisa. You're on the air. Hi, good evening. How can we help you? Uh, Yes, ma'am, I'm from from Arkansas. Hello, Arkansas. Uh, Well, Katie, what can I do for you tonight? Uh, My name is Lisa. Uh, Thank you, Nancy, for taking the call. Um, I had an interview last Friday, and I found out today that I didn't get it, and I'm very disappointed, and just wanted to see what you would see as far as me getting a better job, I mean, I have a current job that I'm very unhappy with, and I'm really struggling trying to find something better. Was this job within the company you're in? No, ma'am. This uh, this maybe that's good. The group that you had an interview, even though they were all nice and smelly, smiley, they already had someone picked. So it's almost like they were going through formality. So please don't take it personal. Okay. Um, I do feel like within, remember, I'm trying my best for you, two to three months, you will find another lead, and it's a different company. The company building looks or feels to me like very square, possibly cement. Okay? Okay. Keep it up. You'll just do it. Okay? My sister uh, was laid off from a law firm in Seattle, and she put in 850 um, resumes to to potential um, hires. And the economy still not recovered. I feel like there's going to be um, an unfortunate situation uh, in the summertime, like July. And in September, I feel like our money is going to not be good again. And I don't know if the stock market is going to have a hiccup or overseas. Europe is going to go into a deeper recession. So we're still not out of it. I would say a year and a half to two years, and then we're going to be pretty good. We're not done yet. And I do feel like two military conflicts. Maybe that's what I'm picking up this summer, and about a year we'll have something else. So it's it's like, gosh, I, you know, that's that. So 2012, everybody just go to movies, had a lot of popcorn. Next day, sleep in and enjoy a good breakfast. <laughs> Nothing is going to happen. <laughs> okay? Okay. Have a good night, Lisa. Okay, thank you. I know, I love that. I kid around once in a while. I tell everyone, I said, well, if you actually believe that, um, you know, uh, was it uh, December 21st of this year is going to be the end of the world, I said, then go ahead and leave all of your earthly possessions and all your money to my church, because then when 2000, when uh, you know, the day afterwards or in 2013 gets there, you can go ahead and the church will greatly appreciate it, and uh, you can go ahead then and use it as a tax write-off. Well, that's true, and uh, there's a lot of unfortunate, sad stories when yes. um, Haley's Carmen came through and the 29 people uh, took the uh, Kool-Aid. It's, uh, it was really sad. So, 
you know, there's nothing I can be I can say that would change people's fear level. I just have a lot of fear of life, and uh, when I got the cancer, um, it was so uh, surprising. Have you met people? Um, I was an athlete. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. Um, it was just like um, 39 years old. I was at the top of my game, and to get cancer, and and your trust and your belief level get shattered, and people are coming to me trying to find out why bad things happen. And that's the very reason why I got into this. And for the little ladies that call me with terrible, sad stories at work and whatever is going on, I can only tell you that after cancer, I went through a divorce, I got into this. And when I became enlightened that there's more, I was shown that we're just wearing meat jackets and that our consciousness is outside of our body. I cannot possibly read all these states, and I know I've read everybody as best as I could. Uh, Even the little girl with the new businesses and one's children's clothing, hello, and then the law thing, I can't make it up. I see movies, I see pictures, I hear words. And in some ways, that's impossible. And what's impossible is I'm getting anything at all. Where in the world I'm going? So if you look at it that way, you say, wow, there's future that means I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do before I was even born. I selected this life. I chose who I am, where I live, who I marry, my children. Kind of lined out everybody. If people say uh, they don't believe that we have, uh, well, free will. We do have some free will. You live every day with your free will until you talk to me. Then you find out that as I predict and talk about things, oh, my gosh, how can I predict uh, people call me all the time with all the family? I have 20, 30 people I go through. Jeez, in an hour, you know. And they're talking about things, and I'll predict things for all of them. If you don't tell those people what I say, then everything can happen. If you tell them what I say, then it's their free will to change it. So that's where getting readings come in. You can change it. The little girl, the young lady, she sounds like a young lady, uh, had trouble at work. Sit in your home and do nothing. Be a victim. You've changed things. Or wear the bright red lipstick, high heels, go in and say, "You were, I was right. I'm going to file a lawsuit. I'm going to do an EEO. I'm going to charge. I'm going to do this and that and this and that. Let me tell you how fast to back off. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's our attitude and our power. Anyway. Got me on my hell horse again, high horse. So That's okay. uh, free will versus, um, yeah, go ahead. Another person? Yes. Go ahead. We'll get Diana on. Hello, Diana. Hi. Hi, Nancy. Um, and where so are you calling, from? I'm calling from New Jersey. New Jersey. All right, my dear. What can I do for you? Um, okay, so I've been going through a really rough period right now, um, mostly related because I'm not working at the moment. And I was wondering when you see me working again. Well, you have to appreciate your anxiety and your frustration is getting kind of in the way, so I have to share with you. I do feel like there's – are you taking interviews now or are you waiting until May? Um, well, nothing's come up. I, I I have been interviewing here and there, but nothing that I'm interested I, in. Okay, so I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I think you're going to go through a string of interviews, possibly May or the first part of June. It's like mm-hmm. three or four show up, and you will get one of them. What kind of work is it, dear? 
Uh, I work in finance. So are you a paper person, computer person? You talk to people all day. Um, Kind of a combination of everything. I'm looking at you in the next position. It looks like you're sitting desk with paper, but you have a computer on the side. So it may be a com- like you're editing or auditing paper. Is that what you do now? No, mostly like um, basically running operations for invest- investment banks. Okay, so parlay your title or your position to be into something that would validate or audit what's been done. It feels like there's some kind of inspecting. So as these job interviews show up or you put in for it, if you see one that has anything to do with, I, I'm not good with titles, it doesn't mean anything to me, but I can see you working and, and, and thinking about uh, cross-referencing, trying to find errors, that kind of feeling, okay? Well, well actually, I was interviewing with a company um, for an internal audit position and um, a few weeks ago I got informed that I didn't get it and I was really close um, I was in the final two. Okay, so that must be the company, and they're going to come up with another opening around three months, and the process will start again. Okay? Okay, great. All right. How interesting Thank you so I mentioned much. the same kind of work, huh? Okay. <laughs> Good night. Good night, dear. Let's bring on uh, Kathy. Hello. Hi. Hello. How can we help you? This is Kathy from Maryland, and um, I'm thinking of taking a Reiki class. Oh, Michael, is this? She's cutting out, Michael. I can't understand her. Yeah, you're cutting out real bad there. Can you talk real slow? Try again, dear. All right. I wanted to know about my finances. Are you working, lady, or retired now? Working. Can you be more specific? I wish I could. I, I can't say that you're going to win the lotto. I think it's going to be pretty tight coming up for at least four or five more months. But I'm not sure. Are you retiring in three, four years? Is that it? Next year? Oh, I can't. Yeah, you're Michael? breaking up real bad, dear. Two years? Two years? I thought two years, possibly three. So I don't know what the finances are. Are those medical expenses, family, or you just... But I felt like you get to retire. And remember, I can't tell how old you are, but I felt like you'd be trying to decide at two years at the end of saying three, okay, or through three, all right? Okay. And it's with the same company. I don't see you leaving. Okay. Okay, girl. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Yeah, she's calling in on Skype, so sometimes Skype backs up. Oh, Skype is really tough. Yeah. Yeah, poor Hi, Gigget. You're on the air. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yay. Um, okay. Your first name is Bridget? Gidget. Like the, move, like the movies, Gidget Goes to like Hawaii. Like Gigi, too. Yeah, we yeah, have Gigi yeah. on there. It's like the movie, too. Um, these are old movies, everybody. <laughs> Our parents got the name. Uh, what state are you in? I'm in Arizona. No. What part? To, by Costa Phoenix in Anthem. Oh, you're an anthem. I'm in Maricopa. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you in Tucson? Everybody. We're just going to visit for a while. <laughs> Are you in Tucson or no? Maricopa. Well, where's about that? Because Maricopa encompasses everything, doesn't it? 
at the town of Maricopa. Okay, well, I'll look it up. County. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, wow, how fun to meet you. So what can I do for you tonight? My question is, do you see a relationship coming? Yes, and don't be in a hurry. Did you just break up somebody just recently? Uh, about a year ago. This man is still in your mind. And yeah. if you said to me, I can feel him on my shoulders, Keep in a, have, you, have you noticed you've been dreaming about him? Um, no, I don't remember my dreams very much, but oh. I could be. Yeah, I feel like he's still invading your space. Did you break up with him? Yeah. That's why. And and it's because the he who is dumped does not recover. Now, he does have another woman in his life, but he doesn't love her or care for her. So I feel like he did a rebound. Now, I'm kind of confused. Is Was he a lighter hair man or is he darker hair? Darker. So the lighter man is coming. And he's a, remember, everybody says, Nancy, I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> well, I can't help that. You know, mm-hmm. So I feel like it's some months out you'll meet him in this town. But I can't always tell if it's permanent or not. Not this stage because you haven't even met him yet. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. And what I would like you to do uh-huh. is I want to I want. this is very important. How would you like to meet somebody also you have a sense of them having someone in their life, right? Well, mm-hmm. the reverse is how you got rid of this guy? Not really. You got rid of him physically, but not energetically. He is all over you. If you told me you had a stomachache with no reason, let me tell you, he's in your belly button, too. Yeah, what so was in, 19 years of relationship? No wonder so. he's so wrapped around you. And yeah. what I want you to do is pretend you're a walnut shell. When next time he pops into your mind or you feel him crushing you, I want you to tighten up all of your body and yell at him and knock him off. You do it enough time, and his higher self will get it. Okay. He has no business draining you. I can almost feel you in the afternoon get so tired, and you get depressed feeling. Mm-hmm. Like that. that's him doing that to you. Okay. Get him off of you, okay? Okay, will do. Right, Thank girl. you so much. you got to get clean before you can bring someone else in. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Good night, dear. You're welcome, Thank dear. You. Bye-bye. Yeah, so many people hang on to old relationships. I think we all do. Um, help get me out of the funk with a relationship issue. And I want to share to everybody in the room, we have men and women in there, and I would like you to remember something in your past, bad or good. And if you sit down, most women will pick a birth of a child, like my first child. I was um, just one month shy of being 21. That's a long time ago. But I can think of that so strongly as to be in the delivery room. I've come to believe and realize, because I've done this every day for so many years, is that we're not um, having memories in our brain. We actually access time and go back. So then we call that, I call that a time loop. So if you go back and every woman, every man has done this, will sit and lay in bed every night thinking, what did I do wrong? Think over every conversation, every incident. And what you're doing, you're going back and forth, back and forth, and no wonder we're depressed, no wonder if we're tired, and no wonder we don't have resolution because you never end it. Never. And what I want people to understand is you cannot be faithful to a new man coming in or woman when you still are in a relationship with the last one. So and true, you have to happens, sever those ties. You have to have a clean spirit. You cannot be faithful when you're still emotionally 
still with that same person. How many people, you know, dated somebody, they got married, and then it was a terrible divorce. Ten years later, the person says, well, I'm a, and you have to realize they're still married or they're still a couple. In yep. her mind, in his mind, he's not healed, he's not recovered. How dare they bring someone in who is innocent? That person's innocent, hoping you're all theirs, and you're not. That's that's being unfaithful. So you people yeah. got to clean your soul out. You got to clean the energy. You got to be free before you bring someone else in. Cool. Let's go. Well, hello, Claudia. Yes. Hi. Hello. Yeah, and uh, what state are you from, Claudia? New York. New York. Girl, yes, New York. So, so uh, what's going on with you, my dear? Um, I just wanted to know if you see me traveling anytime soon. Okay, when, I, I'm sorry, but your line is not real clean either. What was the question again? If you see me traveling anytime soon, traveling? Oh, trick question. On the continent or out of the continent? No, um, in the continent. In the continent? I was being shown the direction of Texas, but I can't tell you what state it is. Um, you know, you're a young person. I don't want to go through your entire life. Who, who are you asking to visit? Well, I wanted to go to Florida, but I, I just haven't been able to do it, and I wanted to go soon, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to or not, so that's why I'm... Remember, I didn't see, I did not see Florida. So you'll say, "Well, Nancy, don't want to do that." Well, please, then you're gonna to have to change what I'm getting. You'll have to make it work because I don't sure it's going to. Mm-hmm. And life is tough. I mean, we don't have enough money nowadays. The gasoline is going up, and the airplane flights are going up. You can't get away from your job. You know, sometimes you have to get if you're visiting somebody or your man's down there getting the webcam. It's sure a lot cheaper. I have a sister in Seattle and a sister in Northport, Virginia area, and we all have webcams now. And uh, visiting is tough, so family connections are made differently now. And if you guys really want webcam with me, remember, I'm going to want to see you too. That's a lot to you, lady, young lady. Okay, I do see travel in the future, but if you go to Florida next week, I'm just not getting it. Okay? Well, yeah, no, but I mean, in the future, um, at least this year. Well, you didn't say year. You just said travel coming up, so I didn't get it right away. Let me go through the months and see if I can pick it up. You know, I think you're going to stop and go a few times. So it's almost like you're going to try to put it together two or three times. So by September, August, September, you may be able to go, but it'll be only for a few days. Mm, okay. All right. That's all right. the best I can do for you, hon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You have a good night. Mm-hmm. Good night. Yeah, it's difficult sometimes to, to pinpoint some things. Well, I think what happens is when I enter time, <clears throat> every thought, action, person, place, or thing has its own thread of energetic energy from your body. So it looks like in my book, Two Worlds, I describe what it looks like. If you vision a a broom, old-time, wooden, with a straw at the end, and the front part, the wood, is future, not lived. The not is you in the middle, and behind you, the broom is made of straw. It's all fanned out. Well, 
envision all that planned out is every action, place, person, everything that you've lived. So the future is wound tightly. And and the stronger the intuitive or the more practice they can get in there and travel fur- further. And, uh, uh, well, it's not a story, but what I'm saying, I was going to show you an idea, but the thing is, is that if there's anxiety, fear, uh, if you're on pain medication, um, some things can block. But anxiety of wanting to go somewhere, uh, money's tight, um, you want to check somebody, you miss somebody, somebody. So I thought I saw two, three, four bubbles, I call them bubbles, only on the travel line. I saw the direction of Texas. I didn't see Florida. Why? I don't know. Maybe who she wants to visit is traveling and they meet somewhere else. That won't be shown until it happens. Oh. It's tough. It's not always easy doing this. Sometimes like the woman no. with the computer uh, business coming up, sometimes it's real clear. Sometimes when there's grief, anxiety, wanting, that's really hard to everybody. You have to kind of, uh, if you envision um, some of the military going through boot camp and they put the tires on the floor and you have to jump right foot, left foot, right, left, right, left, that's what it feels like. I have to maneuver or leap over to get an answer. It's not always that clear. Okay? Good. So we'll take another call here. Ooh. Not sure what happened with that line. Hello, Donna. You're on the air. Hello. Where are you calling hey, from? Donna. Uh, Kentucky. Donna. Yes. And Kentucky. I love Kentucky. I have some, well, I have people in every state, but I have one cl- family that seemed to connect with me a lot, so one of them is there. But uh, all right, my dear Donna, what can I do for you tonight? Well, I have well, I have tons going on. <laughs> But um, one of the questions is that um, I have been with someone for over two years. You've been with a man over three years? Over two. Over two, two years. years and three okay. months, yes. <laughs> two years and three months. And oh, so, the hairs here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, he, is, he is overseas working, and um, he, he got sent – to um, Afghanistan, and then he was sent to um, uh, Kuwait. And sometimes there's a lot of, you know, there's a little bit of time before we get to talk to each other or email or anything. I haven't heard from him for 16 days, and um, he was talking about hopefully um, he's looking stateside and um, and overseas for for a job after this contract ends. He's retired. Is he military or contractor? He he was military. He retired, went back, and yeah. then um, um, yeah, as a contractor. So um, is he on the East Coast, like North South Carolina? Um, he is. Yeah, well, he, he is overseas right now. I know, but so he's in, what state is he connected to here? He's connected to both Michigan and Alabama, more so Alabama now. But originally he was um, from Michigan. I don't see the Michigan for now. Uh, I do see him coming back to the States, and he shows me northern Europe. Did he talk to you of Germany or the northwest part of uh, France? No, not yet. He didn't know where they were sending him, and actually he he wasn't sure. He contacted me when he landed, um, right after he landed in Kuwait, and said that they were trying to decide what they were going to do with the guys that they had pulled out um, of Afghanistan, and they were going to... 
try to decide what they were going to do with them, and that contract, particular contract, ends at the end of the at the end of April, and then he was hopefully going to try to come home um, here with me for a while and to take care of some stuff down in Alabama that he has to take care of. Well, when he with comes family. back, I see him sitting around two or three different states, so I don't know if the company bounces them around or he does what he does, and then the company sends him off, but I feel like he's going to have a chance to go to Northern Europe, and I think that's that's his um, dream of being able to do that. Now, is he talking about taking you with him, retiring there? He well, no, he wants to retire in the south of uh, the south, from Kentucky on to so what, Alabama. So, what would be a question for me? Well, um, I want to I want to know, you know, where we're going to go uh, from here, and if I'm going to be hearing from him soon. Uh, well, you're going to hear from him, absolutely. The, your not, relationship is not over. I don't know what you're asking me, Ben, because I feel oh, like no. he's going to get his—he's going to get what he wants. Um, I don't see him retiring for quite a while. I think he—he he wants to travel. Australia, Australia could even be involved in the future. Um, so, in some ways, I'd be questioning. You know, if you love each other, if you're a young person that's still working, you want retirement, you want Social Security. How can you do that if you are with him? So you need to put together all that you want. Now, the upside, downside, even if he loves you and cares for you, he gets distracted awfully easily. And and he's a man's man, and his man's world is very, very important to him. So you may come second in his life. You've got to think about that. Yeah, he's um, he said that, you know, when, when it comes to decisions, I'm like at one of the top of the list. You know, his kids have to come first. You know, he has to take care of his kids. But, so the work um, first, the kids are second, and you're third. Great. Well, no, yeah. his kid, the work is the the work that he's doing overseas is for his kids, so he can take care of them. But okay. um, yeah, so and and I understand that because I told him I said I have you know he 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 loves my son. If, too. if you're asking me if there's marriage coming up in the near future, I don't see it. If that's what you're asking, not in so, the near future. Anytime not in, in the near future. future. Uh, well, maybe not, it might be. I see him really dedicated and loyal to his family and making money, and he will take opportunities. He's not going to retire as soon as he thinks he is, because they're going to offer him more exciting things to do. So he will be on the road a lot, and you need to figure out how you can stay in his life on that level. It's at least two two and a half more years before you'll get a good idea if there's marriage involved or where you'll go with him. Yeah, because he's already talked about, you know, uh, when we, you know, he said people like us that have been married before, he doesn't see a, he doesn't see a big ceremony. And I said, no, I didn't have a big ceremony the first time. And he said, but he does want a future with me. So like I said, he's not lying. He's it's future. He just, you know, I spent time with you talking about it. I want you to figure out how you can keep in touch with him while he's gone. He'll have other opportunities. Uh, he needs to do it. If you can travel, great, but I see you working for a while. So just be patient. If you're a young person, then if you love him, you have the best of both worlds. You have someone that adores you, loves you, but you're not necessarily the most important thing right now. His career comes first. If you said to support the children, that's great, but it is his work. He loves it. He will retire one of these days. Uh, he tells me he wants to uh, retire in a green state with a lot of big trees. Uh, he likes some of the water nearby. 
So he's going to retire in the States, but he's going to have opportunities to live in Europe or somewhere else first. Okay? Okay. Yeah, I was wondering right, if you would take us with him. <laughs> We're like, are you taking us with We you? can't answer everything. You know what? If I said absolutely, then you would put all your energy, all your thoughts, blind yourself to anybody else that could come along. You would hold on to your breath. You'd be anxious that he's not keeping in touch because you worry if something's changed. You cannot do that to yourself. Everybody listening to me here, don't do that to yourself. Live your life. Meet other people. Meet other men. Make sure that you've done enough dating. How do you know you haven't met your soulmate yet? You don't know. And I didn't say this guy was really easy to live with. He's pretty intense at times. So you have to think it through. Okay? You promise me? I promise. I just feel in my heart that he is the, he's okay, the one. That's, okay. He is then the that's, one. That's great. Okay. Uh, I'll let you go, young lady. we only got 20 minutes left. Talk to you later. Okay. Thanks. Bye. And how can everyone get a hold of you for a private one-on-one reading if they're not in uh, your area? <laughs> uh, I have a website. It's my name. Oh, there. Bye. Co-host, thank you very much, uh, net, And you open it up, there's a picture of me. That's what I look like. And uh, to the right of my books. And the phone number is right there. Uh, I have a page called Contact Me. And all you do is go to that tab on the left side, click it, and you go right to the page for the PayPal and the form to fill out. Let me know that you want to talk to me. That's the best way to get me. If you call you know, you better leave a message and then give me a day to get back to you. It's not always real quick, but I'm on the phone, on the Internet a lot. If I see a message come, thing, come through, I usually get it right away. Okay? Sounds good. All right. Let's go ahead and take a couple more calls. I think it's Laura. You're on the air. Hi. How are you, Nancy? Oh, well, hello. What a, Laura, you know, there's more movies on tonight. I can't hardly believe that movie, Laura. Uh, GG, Gidget. <laughs> I love this stuff. All right, Laura. Little House on the Prairie. What? I love it. Oh, well. That's right, Laura. Ingram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What state, what state are you calling from? Pennsylvania. Another East Coast. Like, kids are always amazing me how late you stay up. So, <laughs> what's going on with you, girl? Uh, kind of um, have a relationship question. Um, I was in a relationship. Uh, my husband and I separated. Was in a relationship that is kind of like going sour. But um, my husband and I are kind of considering, um, you know, kind of toying with the idea of trying to reconcile our relationship. And okay, because um, you're, oh, you are separate. You're living in different houses. Yes, we live in different houses. I think you need to consider this. Underneath your skin, both of you still love each other. I think yes. they're going through trials and tribulations, and I feel like it's affecting you guys. The basics of who you are, you know, if you fight, you get angry, you want to walk out the room, you dream about him. Your energy is connected to him and his to you. He doesn't want to lose you. So it's up to you if you want to try it. I would try it, try it for a little bit and see what happens. Okay. okay that so. sounds good. Do you see well, anything with the person that I just... I separated from. So the guy you separate from is not your husband. No. 
Uh, how far back? Are you living with your husband now? My husband doesn't live with me now. No, we're we're separated. We still had a you know a friendly relationship. Like um, I said, there's underneath your skin, way down deep, there's some love in there. Um, and I feel like this would be a, something you should try. The man that you broke up with, I don't see any energetic in energy anymore. Oh. I feel like he was a rebounder. He was somebody that got your attention and made you feel good again. But I'm not getting that long-term love. Okay. Okay. I think you need to let that one go, okay? Thank you. All right, dear. Good night, sweetie. Thank you, sweetheart. Good night. Good night. All righty. Let's take one oh. more call before we end the the, uh, the night here. Uh, Toho says what her feeling about twin souls. Yes. So after this call, Toho, well, uh, I forgot the gentleman's name, or is that Teresa? That's, I don't that's know. That's Rich. That's Rich. Rich. We'll go oh. ahead and uh, we'll talk about twin souls. Instead of the call? Or you want to do the call first? We'll do the call first. Okay. Let's not make it too long. Whoever's coming uh, nope. on, I'm going to make it short with you. Okay. Ophelia, hello. Hello. Um, I would like to ask how is my finances going to be? Is it improving? Well, where are you calling from with that accent? Singapore. Where? Singapore. What did she say, Michael? She's from Singapore. Is this the, the gal that... Okay, I see in two weeks or two months you're improving. You're going to get more money. But I can't always tell if that's an increase of work or promotion or inheritance. Are you up for okay, a promotion? Uh, no, I'm not working at the moment. Okay, you're going to find the job then, okay? Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome, sweet. I have some Singapore clients, and uh, just the last show I did, I had a gal from Singapore, so I didn't know it was the same lady. I didn't get to ask. Okay, uh, twin souls, the theory is that the uh, the energy of God is in the middle of the universe, and as the sparks of life come out, they split. I'm not so much in tune to that as every case you came out with the idea of a tree. You look at a tree, you have the big branches going up, and each branch has twigs that come out. Now, you can appreciate how big the planet is, how many big trees are there, right? So every case he believes that we cluster with the same group souls. And I don't know how that's created, but we change places. So how many times in your group of group of soul family, no other word for it right now, you change souls. And what you don't finish one, you may try with another. And once in a while, I believe that you will connect to that original soul that you connected with. And if you loved it, it was a good uh, earthly relationship, then that one comes back. I want to be real clear. We can say, the young lady calls and says, I feel like that doesn't mean it's a soulmate. When I, in 22 years of doing this, every day I've seen two soulmates. And the big test was I was doing an outdoor psychic fundraiser for the Children's Network, Cancer Network in California, and um, my husband and wife came over, but they didn't tell me their husband and wife. So the wife sits down, and the husband's out floating around. And I looked at her, and if you envision no human form, but just a big ball of energy, the other ball of energy, her spouse, has overlaid it like half and half. It was very bad. I thought they were twins, but they weren't. 
and I could tell that she was there was a man with her. Or if you're a woman, woman, or man, man, that still means you can have a relationship with a soulmate. And I looked at her and I said, "You won't believe this. You're my second soulmate in all these years." And I said, "How I identify that is that you're so compatible. You vibrate at exactly the same rate. You have found someone that in primal times you were primal meaning ancient history, another planet, or just another cosmos." You found somebody that resonates at the same level, and both of you coexist almost on the same energetic level at the same time, same place. He wasn't sitting there, but his whole life force came over and overimposed on her. Well, guess what? About an hour later, the man sits down. <laughs> and I looked at him and went, you won't believe this. You're my third soulmate I've ever seen. <laughs> he sat there with this big ball of energy, and another one superimposed right in half. And I says, this woman that came earlier, she had the same. And he says, I know. She told me, and she's and that was my wife. <laughs> so I was astonished, and I don't guess. And in all these years, I've only had a few, but I've also only had a few four of of people who have. This is a first lifetime. We are constantly getting new forms, the spirit kind who's never been born. And there was a lady, uh, Diamond Springs, California, uh, and she was a dental person. And when I was sitting talking to her on the phone, her back arched up and she became huge. And I said to her, do you ever feel like you're not big enough for your, your soul? Do you ever feel like uh, you feel in the wrong body? Do you ever feel like you feel out of place, out of time, out of sync with everybody? And she says, oh, my God, you're telling me my life. And I says, uh, what if you were very spiritual and I told you that maybe this was your first life here? She says, you know, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. She says, I don't fit in anywhere. And it's not like I don't fit in. I feel like I don't belong here on earth. And what I picked up with these newborns is that they lost their touch with humanity or humanity or every planet's humankind. They have to experience or they wish to experience what everybody says when they have a near-death experience, which is going to be another book, the sense of overpowering love. When spirit people help us after we pass over, if they become indifferent, then they have to be born again so they can connect humanity's, uh, the network so you can be treated correctly over on the other side. We always have groups of people with us. When the Twin Towers um, unfortunate situation happened, it was um, someone calling from New York client. He said, uh, we've been invaded, turned the TV on, and I actually watched it come down. What was real interesting is I felt, I, please remember, this is my impression, a wave of energy flowed to the building, and then as they were falling, the rush of sucked and pulled back. And what it was was all the spirit people going in and collecting the person they were supposed to greet. So we're not ever without somebody. It's always family. And then the family takes us to healing places and where we're taken care of by those who have never been born or other family members. So we're never. The movie um, Heaven Can Wait, um, the actor was going on a tunnel on a bicycle and gets hit by a car. Well, the spirit person collected his soul five seconds too soon because he would have survived it and he was given another body. That's exactly how that happens. We go and we collect, we pull out the body. 
I had a gal come to me and she wanted information about her dead sister. When I described how the raper was picking her up by her feet and dragging her on the grass, he put her in the shed. Now, we're talking a woman in her 60s. And as the man was doing what he was wanting to do with her, and he started beating her, the sister came over and reached in her chest and said, you don't have to be here for this, and pulled, she pulled her right out of the body. What was amazing is that as I described how she laid under the window, then I started describing her dead sister to my client, and I was right. That's what she looked like. I also said that he drug her from the yard to the shed, and, and the police had determined that he pulled her, um, as I described. So I knew I wasn't making it up. And uh, we don't have to suffer. The people who are in a coma oftentimes will leave their bodies before they pass over, and there's always someone there. So when these terrible, terrible things happen, 2,991 people got killed, something like that. Every one of them, in the moments that were necessary, were taken out of their bodies. Oh, yeah. I had um, Spirit come through during one of the um, uh, messages from Spirit Night, and he was a first responder um, from 9-11. No. And, wow. uh, yeah, and he says... Um, you know, she was wanting to know if, uh, you know, if, if they suffered. And I said, oh, no. I said, he's one of the first ones there. I said, and, uh, you know, uh, I guess, you know, with Tower One, it was a short time after the plane had hit, and then it was the explosion. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. He said, you know, the minute that explosion happened, because we were, we were gone, because we didn't feel anything. And he, he, he even came back tonight, too. And um, there was, you know, uh, the whole, uh, pretty much the whole fire station, uh, they all went. They were the first ones, and um, you know they they knew. They just seemed yeah. to know also, because um, you know I said you know I picked up. I said you know they were letting some of the survivors know. It's like hey, let our family members know we're not going to make it. That we love them. Yeah. And the person that was there uh, confirmed, and she said yes. Because that's exactly what they did. They let the survivors know. They had it. They were up on the 79th floor. They had about five people or so survive it, and that's what they said. They said that they were um, the you know the firemen. Uh, you know, that were up there said, you know, tell our family members we're not making it, but that we love them and we'll be okay. And they said and well, they were actually crying, but they were doing their job, and that's what they were, you know, they were uh, devoted to doing. Right. Um, with that, a lot of times you'll hear people say, uh, and my father did this, he, knew, he got a life insurance policy that was effective the day before he was killed by a drunk driver. And there was a plane 844 or something went over the ocean and fell in, there were two people on that plane that knew they shouldn't have got on board, but they did. One was a stewardess that gave everything she owned away. And the other one was a pom-pom girl out of a little town in upper New York State somewhere. And she told her mom, she says, when I pass away, I hope my name is, is in headlines. Of course, she could die with the rest of the passengers and crew. And in the paper the next day, our cheerleaders and all the people that, and this little girl died and her name was headlines. And so every one of us may have, I hope not, I hope we pass away in our sleep, but some of us will have that feeling. And it's amazing that we will still go forward, even if we have a comfortable feeling. If you have a feeling that tells you to not do it, then it's not your time. If you have a feeling that something's not right, that you go forward, that means it is your time, and you will, and uh, excuse me, you're getting that feeling of going forward because your spirit people are telling you not to back out because it is your time. And one person who came to me with 
it was a terrible situation. And the person died. It was awful. And I said, I've been told by spirit kind, it is when it's our time. It's when we are no longer supposed to give emotional or intellectual input. And that's how you know you're done with your life. And look how much input I get to everybody. You know, I think my ticket's going to be punched, yet I feel like I'm going to live to be here long enough to do 15 books at least. Oh, yeah. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, I'm trying to say is, Spirit won't let me go anywhere because I have to do these books. But there may be people who can leave earlier and go back home because they've done what they needed to do is influence, guide, or intellectually input to someone's life. And maybe that's the only reason they were here. The night that my father was killed, it was Sunday night going into April 1st, 1955. The next morning, he worked for Universal Studios and, you know, some big movie stars. He was going to go to Florida to open an art studio because the movie stars also moved there. We were moving Monday morning. He got killed overnight, past midnight, when the insurance policy became effective. He was killed during the next, before morning. And he never came home. His uh, mother came over and told my mother. So instead of moving to Florida, my mother moved up to North Sacramento in California. And, uh, of course, North Sacramento and Sacramento sister cities. And I had a totally different life. Uh, who knows what it would have been like if I moved to Florida. I think it's real interesting that I was born in Inglewood. My parents lived in Hollywood. But I married uh-huh. a man who was born in Glendale. And his family moved up to Sacramento. So even the people, if I'd stayed in, in Southern California, I would have met him. Uh, or I was supposed to go to Sacramento because he was going up there. So we don't have answers, but we find synchronicity. And if it's okay to allow your life to unfold the way it's supposed to, relax, enjoy the ride. You're wearing a meat jacket, just take care of it until you don't need it anymore. And always be amused. I think that's the only way to survive this mess. I definitely agree. (laughs) Well, it's been wonderful having you on the show again. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to being able to get you back on uh, again in the future. I would love to. Just let me know. And uh, may I please tell the audience, I know we're down to the seconds, uh, my uh, Bridget must have the family issue, must be more serious than I realize, and I'm going to have to talk to her tomorrow. Uh, email Nancy Media, M-E-D-I-A, I believe, at yahoo.com, and let her know what you would like from me in my next book. I am taking a survey. If you can think of it, hello, goodbye. <laughs> um, no private chats. Okay. Oh, you're from the Singapore. All right, Nancy. Okay, bye-bye. Um, please send a little note to Bridget what book type you would like me to write next. And I have all my websites lasted, listed at nancymaps.net. Just scroll down the page and go to those different websites. I have uh, seven or eight total, and you can read up on the books. And let me know what you want, and that way we'll get the right book out next. How's that? Cool. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. You have yourself a wonderful evening. I look, I look forward, everybody, to talking to you again. And um, thank you very much. You have a good evening also. Okay. Bye-bye, dear.
And don't forget, everyone, visit my website, BeTheLightMetaphysicalCenter.com. Until Sunday night, everyone, have fun, be good, and know that if you haven't heard it yet, God loves you, and so do I. Good night, everyone.